0: Hello everyone, my name is David Smith and this is the Armchair Commentary, a podcast that takes you down sports memory lane. Every week we find an older sporting event, I won't always say old, and we relive it. Whether it's home runs, wrestling, basketball, hockey, football, we do it all. The music for this podcast is provided by Upbeat.io. Check out Upbeat.io for all of the music used inside this podcast. If you are interested in reading the show notes to this show, you can actually head over to WordPress Armchair Commentary. Uh, I have it linked in the description, so don't forget to check that out. It will also be in the notes of this podcast. Last but not least, I want to thank each and every one of you for taking the time to download this episode, to listen to this episode from wherever you are. Uh, It's free, but it means a lot to me, so thank you. Without further ado, let's get into it. what is going on everybody it is david smith of armchair commentary coming at you live once again it is uh time to delve into some goodies here i want to talk about january 12 1993 and i know a lot of you are probably thinking to yourself well armchair what's happening january 12 1993 well (laughs) Let me tell you, there's this little thing uh, that sent ripples. So on January 12, 1993, a shockwave was sent through the world of hockey and sports alike because Mario Lemieux, a top star in the NHL, and personally, one of my favorite players of all time announced he was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. And obviously, this is something that no one was expecting. It was very uh, surprising. And uh, yeah huge, huge, huge news. Um, and <laughs> and this uh, pretty well set uh, the sports world ablaze. Not just hockey, which is strange because back in the 90s, hockey was not the top sport. It was not what people were looking after. Uh, and uh, let's be honest with you, uh, it, uh, it was incredibly rare. You didn't see a ton of athletes coming up and going, like, oh, you know, are no no big deal not gonna not gonna deal with it not gonna happen this was beyond shocking so before we dive into this particular announcement i want to take a look back at what the nhl looked like in 1992-93 which is you know one of my uh, 93 is montreal Canadiens fan is huge to me uh, and we've got josh Wilmer in the chat appreciate you for jumping in if you're listening to this on the audio form. Uh, this is also being broadcast on YouTube. You can check me out at Armchair Commentary there. Uh, Wilmer saying Mario is the second greatest player of all time. What he did was unimaginable and it took years off. Came back and he didn't even lose a step. And we're going to get into that because it's incredible that he played 60 games. 60 out of his, a possible 84. And, you know, not to spoil the ending because, you know, this is history, uh, but he did win the scoring title. So let's take a look at the 92-93 season uh, and see what it looked like. Uh, First off, the schedule was lengthened to 84 games. And you might be saying 84 games armchair, that sounds ridiculous. Well, they had two games being played in non-NHL cities. This is part of Gary Bettman's Expand the League Uh, expand hockey to non-hockey markets uh, mantra and it was not all that great I didn't particularly love it no one loved it in fact because here we are all this time later and uh, yeah no more 84 games 82 now Uh, the Ottawa Senators the current version that you have in the NHL right now have just come back into the league they, of course, were the 67s and various other forms that they have folded. And now they're back as well as the uh, Tampa Lightning. If you can imagine the Tampa Lightning, brand, brand new Tampa Bay Lightning uh, and Gary Bettman. He was the, uh, the commissioner at the time. So we have gotten Gary Bettman, two new teams and all sorts of other crazy things going on. Rookie Timu Solani, who is one of my fave players of all time, love me some Timu Solani in the Winnipeg Jets, uh, was a rookie, and he was making waves, and the divisions were, of course, the Adams division, the Patrick division, the Norris, and the Smythe division. So, pretty different. It's a pretty different-looking league. For the purpose of this, I want to keep our eyes on the Patrick division, which was the Penguins, the capitals the islanders the devils the flyers and the rangers Uh, it's a pretty incredible time for growth of the league and later on i'll talk about uh who won the division but for now let's take a look at the start of 1992 uh, especially for mario lemieux during his run the 27 year old mario lemieux the 27 year old mario lemieux was on pace to beat and this is going to sound insane Wayne Gretzky's seemingly untouchable record of 92 goals in a single season and 215 points. Now, I'm going to say that during the live puck era, that was crazy. It's crazy now because we'll just we'll never get there. Uh, Like 60 something goals is uh, pretty remarkable today. But looking at 92 goals back then was holy smokes. 215 points was unbelievable and Mario was going to beat it let's be honest, I don't don't think he just would have beat it, I think he would have crushed it, would have absolutely destroyed it, and the Penguins team itself was on fire, to be honest with you, they were 28, 10, and 4 halfway through the season, which is a ridiculous mark, the whole team was firing on all cylinders, and in 40 games, Lemieux had hit a foolish mark of 39 goals 65 assists and 104 points now to put some of this in perspective let's look at some of today's stars best season I mean at all period so let's look at Connor McDavid his best season as a pro came 21 22 last year 123 points Austin Matthews regarded as one of the best goal scorers in the league for the Leafs begrudgingly I admit Uh, regarded uh or sorry he scored 106 points with a stupid 60 goals 60 goals he had 39 goals and 40 and mario put up 39 in 40 games 40 games he put up 39 that's a clip of 0.95 goals per game that's it's it's incredible okay So, on the day of his announcement, the hockey world wasn't ready for it. Uh, One of the brightest stars having one of the most memorable seasons. This would be akin to uh, Kobe Bryant absolutely smashing a scoring title and leaving midway through the year because he couldn't complete anymore. Or uh, Ken Griffey Jr. on pace for a triple crown and not getting to finish the year. It It just didn't happen. Other stars had disease and other stars had illness and other stars had injuries that were catastrophic and you know season ending and career ending but no one had really had this kind of uh explosive kind of deal midway through you didn't see someone who was record-breaking absolutely smashing and all of a sudden do this we've seen you know obviously uh, there are other superstars who have been ill obviously there are superstars who have been ill during their playing time this just felt different and that's tough especially if you're a Penguins fan because boy this was incredibly incredibly tough timing you're in the middle of the year so after some intensive radiation treatment two months of being out Mario was ready to make his return and on the same day he had his last chemo treatment penguins had a match with the rival philadelphia flyers now i don't need to tell you that the flyers are some of the toughest fans in all of uh, sports especially hockey flyers fans are unbelievable uh, they're passionate uh, and that's an easy way to put it so during his two-month absence mario had fallen behind in the scoring race as you can imagine and uh, sensational Pat LaFontaine of the Buffalo Sabres had given himself a 12 point cushion on the league lead for the scoring title. But Super Mario said, Not so fast, my friend. We'll leave Corso for you there. His emotional return to the ice was unfortunately not a victory. The Pens lost to the Flyers 5 to 4, but understanding how important Mario is to the game, the typically hardened Flyers fans gave Mario a standing ovation. A standing O from Philly fans. Now, and it's not just, look, Flyers fans are great. Phillies fans, great. Eagles fans, incredible. But they are passionate, and they are hardened, and if they are playing a rival, they will let you know. There is no way that these guys would have done this if it was just a wrist injury or a leg injury. But understanding the significance of it, they said, uh, yeah, we got to we got to make right here. We got we to gotta make right by this. So that's what they did. Standing ovation. Mario scored a goal and he added an assist in the first game back. So let's start the countdown on getting back on Pat LaFontaine. The Penguins actually lost the first two games when Mario came back and then rattled off an, an astonishing... <laughs> and uh, just if you're not aware, the chat, uh, Philly fans, it is a nice way of saying they're brutal. They are very brutal. Penguins lost those first two games and Mario came back and then they rattled off an astonishing 17 straight victories. The Penguins ended up winning the President's Trophy and with the most points ever by a Penguins team, 119. Let's not forget Pat LaFontaine who had taken the lead for the scoring race. What happened to him? Well, Mario ended the year with 160 points. 160. He missed two months with cancer, and the team wasn't a bunch of nobodies either. Like, it was a stack roster. Yager had 94 points. Ricky Tockett, Kevin Stevens, Ron Francis all had more than 100 points each. And of course, uh, one of my favorites, Tom Barrasso in goal, holding it all together. And this scoring race is a testament to how incredible Super Mario was. Here's how it finished uh, for the top five players in the scoring race. Okay, and you might recognize some of these names. Mario Lemieux. 160 points Pat LaFontaine 148 points Adam Oates had 142 little Oatsy Steve uh, Weiserman or as uh, Bill Clinton called him Steve Izierman. I think it was pretty ridiculous I don't know how you butchered that one that badly 137 points for the Wings and rookie Timu Solani had 132 all the other four guys in the top five played all 84 games Mario played 60. He was on pace to score 224 points, not only beating the record, but completely destroying it. It's, it's so impossible to talk about. I just want to kind of go into some of the other guys that were in that list before I kind of, you know, just talk about the league and what was going on there. Alex McGillney was in that in that season 127 Dougie Gilmore had 127 Luke Robitaille with 125 Mark Reckie with 123 Matt Sundin with the Nordiques had 114 like this this league was stacked Bure, Pavel Bure 110 points this puck era was incredible absolutely incredible and you know all-time leaders you want to talk about all time uh, NHL point getters. Mario lost a lot. He, this, he had to, unfortunately, his, his career was cut way short, and it shouldn't have been because there were guys that played a lot longer. But when you look at that season in particular, I think it kind of punctuates how incredible Mario was to everyone. Mario was better than Gretzky, and I'm not, you know, just saying this to. clicks or saying this to make you think that uh, i don't know what i'm talking about or you to come at me mario was better than gretzky gretzky played 1487 games 1487 he had 894 goals and a ridiculous 1963 assists 2857 all-time points Yager played 300 more games and didn't come close to cracking 2,000 points. Mario's eighth all-time in points. Eighth. You know how many games he played? It's less than 1,000. Mario played 915 games. He scored 690 goals. He had 1,033 assists for 1,723 points. At 1,755 is Steve Iserman with 1,500 games played. If Mario had played the same amount of games as Jager or even as Gretz, he would have absolutely annihilated the record. He would have absolutely destroyed it. And it's sad to say, but Mario is the guy. I don't have much else for you today other than I wanted to say thank you for dropping in. This is a short, short episode. The 1992-93 Penguins were an incredible team. Most points by a Penguins team to this day. If you think uh, there's another Penguin that I should be mentioning, uh, please, by all means, let me know. Because Yager is the only number two. We did go to Twitter. um, And I want to bring up some of the Twitter answers before we get out of here. I asked, who is it you think of when you see the Pittsburgh Penguins logo? Uh, And uh, the answers that I got were... Uh, yammer yager and yammer yager's mullet that's it those are the the two answers that we got so it was an incredible time uh for the league the league was pretty uh impressive in itself and i love that we have something to go back on we can look at this and say mario was unequivocally one of the greatest of all time gordy howe has an argument i think that people still get caught up on gretzky and that's okay I'm fine if you think Wayne Gretzky is the greatest of all time. But please, please, don't forget Mario. If you're new to the channel, please make sure to hit that like, hit that subscribe, share this out. We are uh, going to be doing this a lot more often, probably a little more lengthy coming up uh, going forward. And I'm really interested in getting uh, some friends on the show. Uh, Stone Sports Podcast will be on the show at some point. He and I have a project that we're working on that's coming up. If there is an incredible uh, event that you want me to cover on the Armchair Commentary podcast, please let me know. Uh, follow me on the socials at Armchair Commentary, at Armchair Common 2. All the links are in the description if you want to support the show you can buy me a coffee you can become an armchair commentator for a very low monthly fee check out in the clutch clothing use code armchair at checkout for 10% off your entire order and don't forget to join the discord where you will find all of us talking about all of these remarkable things day after day i hope you have an incredible night thanks so much for jumping on and hey the super fist Marriott. Once again, I'd like to thank Upbeat.io for the music for this podcast. Check out Upbeat.io and check the description if you'd like access to the music that I use in this episode. I'd like to thank my partner, Brianna, for always being there and supporting me through all of this. She has been incredible, and I am super happy to have her uh, in my life. So thank you, babe. Uh, I'd like to thank anyone who's taken the time out of their day to listen to any one of my episodes over the last three-plus years. It has been quite an adventure we've been on, and I am happy to continue to do this. Just keep sharing those episodes out, and let's continue to grow this thing. If there's a historic moment that you're interested in me covering for the Armchair Commentary, feel free to reach out to me on social media. You can find me at Common 2 on Twitter, find me at armchair commentary on instagram and on facebook at armchair commentary look for the logo you'll find me i am right there it has been an interesting week i am so happy to take you on this fun walk down memory lane let's do it again uh, soon be safe take care